Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode two of It's Mutual. I'm your host, Jose Osuna, once again here, taking you on another chapter of my life through the mutual interviews that I do with people in my life. If you didn't hear episode number one, I really suggest you do so. It's a great interview with my dad. He asked me some really great questions, and I had a really great time doing that mutual interview with him. For episode number two, I asked a great friend of mine, actually someone I consider a brother, to take part in the mutual interview process with me. His name's Miguel Lugo. I've known Miguel for quite some time. We were actually members of the same gang at one point in time. We got to work at Homeboy Industries under Father Greg Boyle for a few years as well. And I consider that time to be some of the best years of my life. He's now the community relations liaison for Homeboy Industries. And I just want to get right into the process here. So I'm going to go ahead and ask Miguel the first question of three that we get to ask each other. So Miguel, first of all, thanks for participating on It's Mutual. You're somebody that I really consider a great friend and like I said, a brother. So for my first question, I'm going to ask you, you know, we were from the same gang at one point in time. And so we ended up participating in a lot of activities and similar activities when we were young kids. Did you ever think that we would both end up working for a priest? Oh, no way in hell. Me for a priest? No. I, that, that's like the most... I, I never, And I always joke about it because even... Even as when I was young, I never thought I would do it. And then when I, even when I went to prison, I never thought I, I, I would work for a priest because then I found out certain things about my tribe started being some of my history down. And I was like, oh, shit. So it was like, you know, Catholic Church, the whole little thing. And then our land, there was all this land that was taken and all this crazy stuff that happened that we continued to fight about. But never, never for a priest. But I, let me let me take it a little further then, because um, on the same question, um, I'm talking about like because of the lifestyle that we live, not 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 because of of, of the native stuff. I'm sure we'll get into that in in in, in, uh, in in maybe one of the other questions. But I'm talking about the fact that we were both gang members, and we basically lived a life that was exactly the opposite of what. You know, the church and religions tell us to live, and in particular, this priest who stood against gangs and 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 offers this this safe place for folks that are trying to leave that lifestyle. So, like, did you think we would end up working for that priest in particular, for no. Father Boyle? No, no. Even 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 when I met him when I was in a in juvenile hall, and I seen him, I thought I never thought I I, I thought it was like a. a I used to consider East LA Boyle Heights all the same area over there, so but I've been corrected now, so you know. And and, and I thought it was from that side and for that side only and never knew it will it will be over here in Long Beach, even when I got out of Juvenile Hall. You know, so 
it's, 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 so I never thought I would work for him or I never even thought I would be in a in a place like that at first a place that they was going because I've always been one of those that's been like strap on your boots let's go whatever way you're going to do it now it's legit so now it's like let's go and I and I got a and the good thing about homeboys right there I don't know if I'm going to be too long in just answering your question but the thing is, is this is uh, uh, I learned a lot through the whole process of all this. I, I've been, I've been from the last, the last one in, in the bottom of the little pyramid to the uh, uh, now work, working my way through through being in different things in my life and, and meeting different people and different people has changed my my way of thinking. At, at, at not only at Homeboy Industries but here just living, friends like like you were one of them to help me like with different things in my life like. Uh, like organizing stuff like when you came on you told me like we need to do this this is like the right thing I was like hell yeah for the homies for everybody that needs another chance of this hell yeah like look at this freedom you know so who does who doesn't want their son or their brothers to have freedom so I was like hell yeah let's do Prop 47 and then from there uh, just being able to meet like people like Brady uh, the things he told me I was like what like he built all this legit so it's diff- different ways it's just, we have to just figure out the world we live in right now and we have to be able to just offer that to everybody though that's my biggest thing is that a lot of I, I want I want everybody's kids to be able to have that to be able to have the the, the things that we couldn't have as kids you know it's kind of like like different generations they 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 that we help get into gangs and all that stuff now with different generations that we're going to just help hopefully succeed in life that's and, and, and it's probably the priest and and, 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 the, and the Lalo and all that stuff talking because it's the, 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 my spiritual walk but to my to all my mentors but it's like a, like Father Greg Boyle like what he says I, I usually I, I believe it like when he says I'm not the worst thing I ever done I sincerely believe it I sincerely will sit here and feel like I am not, and at one time I sat there and I actually believed it. And the same, the same thing with different things that I, I learned in my spiritual walk through the red road, with different strong spiritual advisors that had me that they had taught me like certain things in my life that I wouldn't know how to deal with out here coming out of prison, and they just they just guided me. And and having friends, friends like you, friends like uh, like I said, like uh, friends like a uh, Javi. Homeboys is another great man that I could always rely on to talk to about whatever in life, just like I could call you or Thaddeus. And and, and it's it's one of those things that we now we got outlets. We give we we give each other outlets. And the 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 most biggest thing that whether you when you ain't convinced me about working at Homeboys, I don't know if you know this, but you said you said we like you don't have like if, for a long time it's be like you have to do this, you have to do that, and right there you say we. So that <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you that. No. But when 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 I got to homeboys, when you said we're gonna do this together, I said, "Damn, what the?" And 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 I feel like we're gonna start doing some righteous shit together. Like I'm gonna do this shit legit. And they was like, "Hell yeah!" Like the homie, we're gonna do it together. And I was like, "Like, hey, you know, I need to get my uh, my birth certificate." And I started just dropping stuff on you, and you're like, "Don't trip, we we got things to figure it out." We started figuring out things in there and I'm like man I had to take this long long ride to to LA every day and at, at first that was uh, uh overwhelming for me 
for me, it was like being in the metro, anxiety, all that stuff. They see people, see things, and just know you're on parole and you in the eggshells. Anything you do, they will take you back in. This guy's just coming to your house whenever they feel like it. Just the the whole thing, like like taking away from you kind of thing that makes me just now just be like, nah, I'm free. And and and, and homeboy industries and different friends like I said have shown me that different freedom including my wife she had a seizure and she told me uh, what about if I can't do this again and I was like going because I'm always like no I have to work like for trips and stuff like that I'd be like no no I have to do this here at work or something I'm just selfish I have to admit it I just want to be home and, and save money <laughs> and she's like what about if I, can, if I will never be able to do it again so that was one of those whole moments in my life too they've been like yeah we have to do everything 100% so we can be able to be successful in life to the best of our abilities. I ain't going to say we're going to have a mansion somewhere, but at least be able to have the American dream. And I think, like I always tell people, that's what I think everybody should aspire to. And, and if not, we're selling all our kids and everybody short. And we're not telling people that. I don't know if I went into something different. No, no, man. That, 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 I think that that last part was really, for me, what I was looking for. You know, the fact that um, you talked about the mentality that, that, that Father Greg instilled in me. And I think now he has instilled that in you, that it's not about me. It's about we. You know, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So you get to ask your first question. Wow. My first question. Well, I think I, I want to ask you about your... Uh... Your, your your passions right now in life what are, what, what are some of the things right now like as you're living now as you're a new member of society yourself you know here like with me uh, uh, what is like like some of the those things that uh, uh that, you, that just makes you feel free oh I like that I like that question I mean for me being outside especially like in nature you know, you know, I love to go to like national parks. I love to go camping. I love to go hiking. And that's because like when you're in prison, you can't go anywhere. You do a whole lot of walking, but you never go anywhere, you know, because you walk around that track that every prison has and you're just walking around in circles the whole time, you know. And, you know, I, I ended up in some prisons like you did that were in very beautiful places right but then you know the california department of corrections and rehabilitation decided to frost over most of the windows in most of the prisons where you couldn't even look outside and so i couldn't even enjoy the view and so i got to see a lot of that through tv you know through national geographic and and and, and the discovery channel and things like that and so i'd be in places like you know corcoran shoe or 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 or, or, or up in pelican bay or or other places, man, and I'd be in this little cell and I would wish that I could have a breath of fresh air. I would wish that I could just see the sun without a fence interfering with my view of it, you know? Like, I just wanted to be able to enjoy that and walk around freely without somebody pointing a gun at me from some gun tower. And so today, that's what I love, man. That's what gives me a real sense of freedom is to be up in a mountain somewhere or out in the desert somewhere. 
out in the ocean. You know, for me, that was one of the great experiences, man, when you got out was, you know, we went on a hike and and, and you sang a song up there. And, and then we went out to the ocean and you sang a song out there, man. And, and, and they were my first ceremonies when I didn't even know what ceremony was. But like that just has given me this additional passion for nature, the connection that I feel to the creator, to the great spirit, right? Through nature, through everything that the great spirit has given us. And so like you gave me that on that day, the same day we were up in the mountain and, and later on, a couple hours later, we were at the ocean. So for me, that's, that's, that's what really brings me that sense of freedom today is just being out there, man, enjoying the world. You know, I love to travel too. You know, I love to fly in an airplane because we knew we wasn't going to fly nowhere when we <laughs> was in prison, you know? Yeah. And, and I just feel like that, like, like flight for me represents freedom in a real way. You know, that's why I love animals that fly. I love birds. I love hawks and I love eagles. I love, you know, turkey vultures because I see them and I'm like, you're so free. You don't understand how good you got it. You know, because I've been in cages. And so I don't like when any kind of animal or anything is in a cage. It breaks my heart because I know what it's like to be in a cage. You know, just like you. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm going to ask you my second question, Big Don. Okay. I want you to come raw with it, man. You know, like what's been the most painful experience that you have gone through since you got out, man? You know, what's been one, one of those experiences that has just rocked your world? And, and how have you dealt with it this time that you dealt with it in a different way than you would have when, when we was out? out there acting a fool and being crazy like so what's one of the more painful moments that you've experienced since you got out and 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 how did you get through it you know who 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 helped you through it like who were some of the people what were some of the things oh man i could start with who who helped me through it well, <laughs> let's start with what it was uh, one, one of my biggest things when, when i got out was uh my road dog that I had uh, not talked to for a while. They called me and they told me they, they had killed him in Mexico. That really bothered me because I didn't have a a relationship with them because I was trying to survive out here. And that's why I, I hate about the sur- being in survivor mode all the time, being just uh, uh, that everybody has to always just be surviving instead of just living life and being able to pay attention to those people in those moments. Uh, that was that, that was a, a, a and then me and me and my wife both knew him since we were kids we grew up we, we grew up together so it was like damn I had to go to Mexico where I don't want to go right now you know and I took off just one day notice and to just go see him and see the whole family some of the family like they used to talk shit about me and all that and some of the other families that you know and it's just like to just sit there and just be there and then to see the way they were like he was asking about you and all that stuff uh, I was like damn all I could do is just be here and I remember when I was in prison I used to say that 
I used to be like, damn, only if I can, I could have been in my grandma's funeral. Only if I could have been in my little brother's funeral. Only, you know what I'm saying? The only, only if I could type of shit. I, I don't, I think that's, that's, that was the, 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 those things. And after that, a lot of more funerals came. How'd you get through that? Um, through that, oh man, friends, therapy. Uh, my therapist was fucking amazing, dog. I had two therapists going on that time. I don't know how it worked that, <laughs> <laughs> but I had two of them, and I needed two of them because I needed like the female side of, of of looking at it, and I need the men side of looking at it. And yeah, so both of my therapists are badass, you know, and and and. and and and, and and it's cool and then I was able to go you know, not only that like 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 people like you that we grew up together and you knew that guy too even though you didn't know him to the level because it was a different generation it was like one of the ones I was like bringing up you know and and I was like damn like like I could talk to you about it and then I could talk to like uh, different homies I had a couple of homies that uh that were homeboys uh, at, at that time I was uh I was a, a trainee still and I was able to uh, talk to them. I was able to talk to. Uh, uh, I told I told Father Greg that I was going, and he told me to get, like be careful, give me his blessings and all, all that. And I, I was I was just going through it. I was like, all right, well, whatever works right now, you know. Like I I could pray to the Creator myself uh, right now. I feel like even the priest and and then you took. I told you I need to go to Sweat Lodge before I go. Remember. And, and we went and, and Lalo was running ceremony so I went to Sweat Lodge so it was a, like everything like a whole village dog like everything combined you know what I'm saying of uh, of being able to feel the pain but live through the pain and, and be able to say like alright this okay this is what it is like that's that life that we shouldn't put nobody through you know what I'm saying and, and then when I so yeah so that's how I dealt with that that's that one but that, I was about to go jump off into the other things that but that's that's what one of the things about uh, uh, um, that that really, really, really uh, rocked me a little bit, and, and 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 then it was going on in my house too with my girls. So it was like both of us are feeling some kind of way about that, and it, it was just crazy, you know. And then after that, more family members and stuff started dying. But then I knew how to deal with it, who to go to. I already I already had like outlets. So I think that's the biggest thing that uh, 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 since I got out. The biggest thing that had happened in my life that I have different outlets, I have different people to talk to, and different people that some people that will call you in your shit for real, like this is what it is, and people that will just be just people you talk to. Because sometimes you just don't need to even hear the shit. You just need to yes have 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 a have a moment like that's what therapy therapy that's why it works. You have a moment for yourself to be able to like even hear your stuff and and process it right there. I don't know that answer your question, but it does, man. It does. <laughs> it does, man. And I'm glad that, like, we both have grown to the point where we understand that therapy is good. It, it helps us, you know. I'm, I'm in therapy too. I've, I've and I've there have been times when I have two therapists. So I feel <laughs> you on that, brother. All right. So it's your turn to ask the second question, man. What's your second question for me? But with all this crazy stuff going on right now in the world, all this stuff, well, yeah, I'm not even gonna say the world because I'm gonna say what's, what's going on in the United States. Uh, all this crazy stuff and all this, uh, 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 the people just looking to be just humanized. 
in that city and, and, and you have all these people fighting against it and all that and it's like we're just asking for the same freedom that's is bound to everybody that's an American right the freedom for happiness that's it so what seems to be the problem and how how do you see yourself in in, in, in um, like I always seen you like as a as a leader that you lead it around you taught me a lot of stuff in organizing and all that stuff so how can you what do you how do, what do you think that we need to we could be able to change some of this stuff some of it we we I'm not talking about uh, you could go into one or two things but that's my I got a real easy answer for you for that you know um because you know you we use these words right organizing and leadership and advocacy and mentoring and all of these labels we put on on, on our behavior yeah. right on what we do and so for me it just boils down to this man kinship Okay, kinship and kinship. Okay, right? No kinship, no justice. No justice, no peace. Okay, yeah. Father Greg taught me that. Yeah. Okay, and you know, you and I were both from a gang that was notoriously hated. You know? It was, one of, it was one of the more notorious gangs in, 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 in the city where, where we grew up. And so we were taught very early on, like, 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 you know, like you've brought up in many conversations about our great friend June, you know, and, 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 and just some context. June is this guy that was from a rival gang, you know, we grew up beefing with that gang that June was from and he gave us this golden nugget at this dinner that we were having this day and he said man you know we were just misguided by the misguided right and I felt that moment of kinship with June when he talked about that yep. I didn't see him as, a, as as I didn't see look I didn't see him as an enemy I didn't see him as this dude from this other gang I didn't see him as Samoan I didn't see him as anything except another human being that I felt this kinship with, right? And so I felt like when we all feel that, then we're going to be okay, yeah. okay? That's part of organizing. For me, I organize in this way. I'm trying to get people to see people, right? And those that are not seen are the people that I choose to organize for, that I choose to advocate for, right? The homies, the gang members, the people that have been incarcerated, people experiencing homelessness, right? The people that don't nobody want to see. Because once they see them, if I'm able to do something, whether it's through organizing, whether it's through advocacy, whether it's some, some position that I have at some organization or I'm on some commission for the county or whatever, if I can use any of those things, to get our people the marginalized people the people that everybody throws in the trash if I can get those people to be seen then everything's gonna be better that's kinship to me you know what I'm saying so for me that's 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 how I see an impact that's what I think needs to happen people need to be in kinship with one another however that happens whether it's through a place like homeboy whether it's through restore Inc whether it's through organizing you know, whether it's doing a march, 
Sometimes we're going to have to ride and we're going to do it together. That's building kinship too. We've marched down the streets of Los Angeles, California, shouting for our rights together as a community. I remember that day. Me too. That was a beautiful day. And you know what? We've done that many times and the issues have changed, but the feeling hasn't. That feeling of community, that feeling of kinship, that feeling of exquisite mutuality that we always talk about, that we're seeking. You know what I'm saying? Like when we said the, the homeboy movement. Like right. That day, I remember trying to do like a movement. Like, I, I, I seen stuff like this in the movies. That's real shit. I'm right. like, I seen stuff like this in the movies. This is Martin Luther King, Caesar Chavez, all these people. And today it happened to be Caesar Chavez Day, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and, and it's the, the crazy thing is like the marching and all that stuff. That's one of my first therapists was Consuelo. You know what I'm saying? Like, because she's your homeboy. She's love like, you, Conchita. Love you. Love you. She, she's like, <laughs> like, she was my therapist and, and, and she was a great therapist. Yeah, and. She's yeah. a great human being, period. Oh, oh, yeah. You know? All the way around. Period. And just period. some of the stuff about her that just impressed me that changed my life, too. That's See, right. those are some, some of the people that had impacts in my life. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and that's when we talk about the movement. When we talk about movement, we talk about uh, 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 just a whole, a whole new way of living. Because obviously, the way we've been living hasn't worked. Right. The way all of us, everybody in society right here, it hasn't worked. All this... Uh, 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 Enhancements like this guy, Gaston, like he's he's a perfect example. Trying to like at least do something back of the discrimination, fucking uh, uh, policies that we just wanted to have dirt, their knees on our necks. Right. Uh, that's a whole nother show, though, that's man. A whole, that's yeah. we got to start doing our political podcast pretty yeah. soon, brother. Yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is this all connects to spirituality, though. Like I I, I was taught that I was like, oh man, like like look at like look at the Jesuits, like. It's 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 a a, a a commitment to change the world so in some kind of way like like Father Greg came from homeboys to change. All right, so look, I got one more question. You got one more oh, question. Okay. So I'm gonna ask my last question, and you can think about your last question while you're answering this last question, right. man. But look, um, I'm gonna cut to the bone. All right, I'm gonna cut to the bone. You know. There's some things that that I've done. There's some things that I've experienced, that I've witnessed, that I've been a part of. That that I just can't shake. You know. Are you willing to talk about one of those experiences, man? Something that you just can't shake. That that still to this day, man, it bothers you in some kind of way. Yeah, I, I would. It's when I talked about it like before uh, once uh, in public, and then and then another once like I talked about it with therapists. Uh, it's seeing this uh, three crimes in uh, LA County when I first got arrested. Uh, uh, they hanged themselves. They said they were fighting a lot of time. I don't I don't know the whole story, but when they hanged themselves and and, and the homie in back of me, I was going to court. Just said, just keep pushing, homie. They're gone. It's nothing to see. And I'm just looking at this guy's their whole neck broken or whatever the hell. It just looks terrible. And I go from one cell to the and then I'm like, oh shit. This is really happening here. And and and, and they just cleared them out. And they finally had the cells boxed off for a little bit and, and then uh 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 
they have to open back because they need the beds. The open, I was like, fuck, we ain't shit. We ain't nothing here. So for me, that was really a, 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 a traumatizing a, a, a part of just walking into LA County as a young kid and, and, and had to see all that. And my way through it, that was just the, the chaotic thing in, in, in LA County and the injustices. And I seen, started seeing all that, but instead of uh, learning how to fight for them, I started getting angry about it. And anger and anger built up and, and anger started coming out in different kind of ways, even us being in, uh, incarcerated, being in prison. It started like, okay, fuck that. Like, that can't be me type of thing. And and, and, and that's why it, it, I think it traumatized and it changed my life in a, in a whole different way, in a whole different... It took me to a whole different level of thinking in there about surviving. Like, it, 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 makes, it makes sense to me. I don't know if it makes sense. It does, man. Cause it, and, I, and I could tell, man. I, I mean, you know, obviously they can't see us through this podcast, but... I see the expression on your face, brother. I know that that experience has stayed with you. And, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, you made it through and, and, and you're on the other side of things. And, and obviously, we still all got more work to do on ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, all right, so it's your turn for the last question, brother. You get to ask me the last question. What you got for me? What was the last? <sighs> so your first podcast was with your dad. Mm-hmm. The first one was that, and I, and I heard it. Um, Alegria gave it to me, and I heard it. Bam. And how how were you able to deal with your trauma of your son? What happened with your son? Your trauma of of all that? Because like to me, like I'd be like, damn, like. I admire stuff like like that. I don't mean to like dig into your stuff or anything, dog. If you don't want to answer, you tell me. Hey, change it up. I change it up. But it was like, how were you able? Because I don't know even are you talking to your dad? Because because the next generation that was taken, they got lost to the streets and, and 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 to your to you your life your your whole life. I believe it was like for me if one of my kids was something like to happen, I don't know how I would be able to deal with it. And that's why, and, 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 and how will you be able to open those resources to other people once we get going? Man, look, here's the thing. It's been a, a, a situation, it's been an experience that I've dealt with over the years in different ways and I continue to deal with, right? At that point in time when it happened, when it happened, it was the homies, you know? Like, that's just the truth. You know, they were the ones that showed up for me. You know, they're the ones that were there. They're the ones that put money in my hands. You know, they're the ones that put their hand on my shoulder. And as dysfunctional as that love and that support was, that's what got me through the initial part of it. And a whole lot of drugs and alcohol. Right. Like, that's just how I dealt with it at the beginning. Because that's not what, you know made me change my life it wasn't the fact that my son was murdered you know other stuff happened so when I finally did you know clean up and and and, and stop abusing drugs and alcohol right and, and and I was working with a much clearer mind then I was able to dig deeper and start to deal with it and first and foremost that's where I found my first circle that's where I, I, I'm glad you asked me that because I, I didn't remember that. My first circles with other people that had lost their children, you know, 
And, and it was not all violent deaths, but it was all parents that had lost their children that had had to bury their kids. And so there was a lot of power in that circle. That's why I love circles. You know, that's why I'm looking forward to, to doing circles with you again. You know, I felt community. I felt love. I felt supported. And when my son was killed through victims of crime through this program that the state of California has, even though I had to appeal their decision because initially they denied me, which is a whole nother show. <laughs> but through that, I was able to finally get therapy. Right. So it's the first time I went to a therapist, you know, and so my son's death actually gave me a lot. If I really look at it, that helps me today. Now, the fact that I can see things that way. Right. The fact that he gave me the openness to go to therapy, the openness to be in a circle with other people and talk about my pain, you know, and so like. That's all helped me, man. And today it still hurts. I pass by the cemetery where he's buried all the time. You know? And and and, and I don't got to pass by the cemetery to think about my son that was killed. But today it's, it's, it's about the life that I live is really in many ways dedicated to him now. You know? Here was this child of mine, 17 years old, and he was killed... Because there was men looking for me and my friends, for me and my homeboys, for our homeboys, you know? Yeah. And for a long time, I was angry at the men that killed my son, and I was angry at our homeboys for letting my son die that day. Today, because I went to therapy, because I've been able to see human beings in a different way, because I've been able to touch my own pain, because I've been able to touch my own wound, you know, I'm not a religious man. I'm a spiritual man. But I hear a lot of things in, in, in teachings and, and, I, and I understand that I have to touch my own wounds in order to find some healing. Right. So I'm willing to do that. Right. I'm willing to do that. Um, and so. At the end of it. It leads back to what this podcast is about, man. You know, it leads back to what this podcast is about. It's about finding that kinship with another human being, with other people. It's about connecting with yourself. It's about hopefully finding that thing that this podcast is centered around. That thing that Father Greg taught both of us. We're so honored and privileged to have learned under him that principle of exquisite mutuality. You know, and, and through that, some of us are able to find that next thing which is intimacy, the ability to be vulnerable with one another, the ability to touch each other's pain and identify and see the commonalities, not the differences. And like I've said before, if we're lucky and if we're fortunate enough, that exquisite mutuality can lead to that intimacy that ultimately, hopefully, can lead us to that thing called love thanks listeners we hope you enjoyed this episode and i look forward to the next one